Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The global economy picked up today right where it left off on Friday, worried about debt. Banks here and overseas are being shut down or bailed out. Investors can't make heads or tails, but there are some upsides. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Elance, where businesses can connect with programmers, designers, marketers, and other independent professionals to get jobs done. You can build a team online at elance.com. And by Progressive Insurance, with more than 30,000 local independent agents. Information available at progressive.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Monday, today, the 24th of May. Great to have you with us. The broadcast today begins with a tale of two banks, one here down in Georgia that we'll get to in just a minute, the other one in Spain, a smallish savings bank called Cajasur. It was bailed out this weekend by the Spanish government to the tune of three quarters of a billion dollars. The International Monetary Fund says all the same that Spain is doing okay for now, but it does still need some big reforms and pronto. The head of the European Commission told Germany its proposals to resolve the debt crisis there are naive. And so, with that as backdrop, we asked Marketplace's Elisa Roth for an update on how we're doing. There's good news and there's bad news. Here's the bad news first. The European debt crisis is making banks nervous. So they're charging each other more to borrow money. That's a problem because banks pass on those costs to businesses who borrow from them. Beth Ambovino is a senior economist at Standard & Poor's, and she says that can have all kinds of effects. That's going to be weight on their plans to expand, basically their interest in maybe increasing hires, and that will ultimately be a weight on employment for people looking for jobs as well. Now here's the good news. Europe's problems are making investors nervous, too. They're rushing to buy our treasury bonds, and that's making treasuries cheaper. Bovino points out that's important because a lot of mortgage rates are based on treasuries. Uh, so that, in a sense, has given U.S. rates a little bit of a break. Uh, mortgage rates are down significantly. That does certainly help the housing sector stabilize further. That's great for people who are closing on houses now and for homeowners who want to refinance. Still, it probably won't have a big effect on the housing market. Tom Higgins is chief economist at Peyton & Regal. It's an asset management firm in Los Angeles. So it's significant, but it's not a dramatic impact. Mortgage rates were already low before this crisis. Uh, and I think they're going to remain low uh, for the foreseeable future. But Beth Ann Bovino from Standard & Poor's says the bad news could still win out. If the sovereign debt crisis in Europe gets worse, it wouldn't take long before it crossed the ocean. In New York, I'm Elisa Roth for Marketplace. Bank number two in our tale today is Georgia's Satilla Community Bank. It was seized by the FDIC a couple of weeks ago, one of about 75 banks to be shut down by federal regulators this year. Satilla Community is in a town called St. Mary's, Georgia, down in the southeastern corner of a state that has seen more bank failures than any other the past two years. Dozens of small banks in the Peach State turn out to have something very rotten at the core, as Jeff Horwich reports. Georgia's dubious number one status is the story of a down-home banking system swept up by big city dreams. Traditionally, Georgia has had lots of small banks, a legacy of laws meant to keep banks focused on their local customers. But during the boom, when development took off next door in Florida, small banks saw an opportunity to make a lot of money. Bert Ely is a banking consultant. He says the banks tapped into a stream of billions in so-called broker deposits that flowed in from out of state, looking for high interest rates. 
number of these failed banks did use broker deposits to fuel excessively rapid growth in high-risk lending, oftentimes in markets where they didn't understand the lending risk. Ely says the banks competed to see who could be most generous, both with deposits and loans. Atlanta-based banking attorney Walt Mayling says state examiners might have spotted the risk if there'd been more of them. He points to one practice regulators didn't police, where banks created reserves to cover borrowers' interest payments, but never funded them. It wasn't reflected in the bank's data furnished to the regulators, and you could only have seen that by being on site. Loans failed, depositors pulled out, and 39 small banks have shut down in Georgia since 2007. And the number of bank examiners in Georgia is shrinking. The state doesn't pay for those inspectors. The banks do. But mailing says lawmakers directed half the money that was supposed to pay for regulation to balance the state budget. You not only don't get your money's worth, you have a hidden tax on banks. The examiner's office may be...